righty. So this is the this is the podcast, Griffin. I know. I'm excited, man. Can't wait to get yeah, going. We've been, we've been talking about getting this thing going for uh, how long now? Oh, it's been like four or five months now. Yeah, I brought up the like, idea, and it yeah, seems now like been... every. It seems like every other month you text, uh, every month, every other day you text me, "Hey, how are we getting <laughs> this podcast going?" Yeah, so. I send you all these ideas, and now that we have all these ideas, we're kind of just gonna see what goes on. I don't know, just kind of talk back and forth. <laughs> I apologize for all the times that I've ghosted you in regards to this. Oh, I know, like yesterday. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, jeez. Alrighty, all well, right. yeah. Anyway, uh, my name is Wawin, and this is my co-host Griffin Gardner. Uh, you want to tell them a little bit how we know each other? So we went to college together. Um, you left me after two years to go to, to another country. I don't know if you want to talk about that, but um, we kept in touch and we've had ideas about filmmaking, movies, and podcasting. And um, yeah, do you want to oh, tell yeah. them about yourself? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, I went to a school up in Chicago with Griffin and where I studied film. And uh, when he found out that I studied film, it kind of connected us and we became uh, pretty close friends. I'd, I'd put you in my top three friends if I were, really were to rank <laughs> my buddies. You're definitely in the top three. Uh, but yeah, out of all my friends, when I left Africa for missions work, Griffin was one of the uh, only few guys that actually kept in touch with me. So I do appreciate that. <laughs> no problem, man. Okay, so... This podcast is about movies, video games, television, and anything geek stuff. So oh, we'll yeah. be we'll be talking about many things. Um, we have big plans for our uh, channel eventually: live streams, funny videos. But mainly, we just want to talk uh, with audience members about upcoming films and games, and um, yeah, just upcoming geek stuff. news. Geek yeah, stuff. just just being, talk around, just yeah. two boys being geeks about things that we like. I mean, one of those things is Blade Runner. That's the reason why this podcast is called Geek Runner. Oh, so we'll man. play on that. We will talk That's about Blade logo. Runner. We will talk about Blade Runner so many times. We're so huge, many times. We're huge sci-fi fans. We're huge horror fans. So if you're a horror film fan, you're going to get a lot of content on here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're, I think this podcast specifically, we're going to really talk about the things that we love, the things that we are really looking forward to and uh, i think we'll just dive into conversation um so yeah you want to start us off on one of the first talking points griffin yeah um i want to talk about the most anticipated films of 2021 now this is interesting because oh, yeah. it's a film podcast um and it feels like i haven't been a big film fan in 2020 because of um the pandemic of course for sure for sure so I it feels like a theater I yeah been i know theater all year it sounds weird but the last time i was at a theater i saw tenet uh, same, same, actually. Yep. Yeah, I did go see Tenet. Uh, but social distance and all that, kind of, it, it, it kind of ruins the mood, you know? Yeah, uh, and... Not like, that I'm against safety. I just don't like the idea of having to wear a mask where I want to stuff some popcorn down the corner. I don't know how your theater is, but my theater is pretty strict with uh, some of the rules. Yeah, I think they're pretty strict. I don't remember if I even wear, wore a mask, but my theater's... Ugh, this, okay, so the one by my town sucks, People talk so much. Kids are out of control. And the new thing, obviously, in theaters now is, like, there's waiters walking around. I know that's, oh, yeah, like, supposed to food. make everybody – that's supposed to make everybody feel comfortable. But I hate it. Like, I get stressed out when I'm, like, watching trailers because that's one of my favorite things. <laughs> and there's freaking, like, a waiter who just, like, stops. And he's like, is this your stuff? And I'm like, nope, it's not my stuff. <laughs> it's ruining the experience. Yeah. And so – sound, sound a little scorsy over here, man. 
No, but like, so anybody, so when you listen to our podcast from here on out, I'm a huge theater fan. Okay. Like the theater experience is the number one way to experience a film, but it's, it has not been a good experience the past few years, I'd say theaters. Um, it's gotten pretty worse and I understand how people can be turned off to that now and want to be in their house comfortable. So I understand that. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about, uh, you said the, the rise of, uh, anticipating films this year. A lot of those anticipated films are being released in theaters, uh, yep. as they're opening up, but also on things like HBO Max the same day. How do you feel about that? Okay, so here we go. Um, so Warner, <laughs> so obviously Warner Brothers is the big topic. They're the one with HBO Max who's putting all their movies like Dune, The Suicide Squad. Oh, actually Dune now, I believe, is actually going back to theatrical release because they almost got sued by Leg- Legendary. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, so there, a lot of HBO Max films are going on there. Also theoretical release at the same time. It's kind of this weird thing where I'm like, I'm this huge theater fan. But, but at the same time, it's like, okay, it's pretty nice. I can sit on my couch and watch The Suicide Squad mm-hmm. and, like, watch The Conjuring film that's coming out, I believe, in, like, June. We'll talk about that. Yeah. You know, I, I think I'm in the same boat. Um, as much as I love the theater experience, like you're saying, um, I can't wait for – our AMC is open, but it's got limited capacity. It's kind of hard to get in. I did pre-order my Godzilla versus Kong tickets for that. Definitely seen that in the theater. But – the option for that movie specifically and all the other movies, their whole lineup, uh, they'd be out on uh, HBO Max is very convenient. And it's cost. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's saving me on cost. I share an HBO Max account with my brother. So the fact that I don't have to technically take my entire family to go see a film that right. I'm excited for uh, is going to save me a lot of money. Um, I'm definitely going to see a lot of those movies in theater. But if I want to mm-hmm. watch them again, I don't necessarily have to go to a theater again to see him. Like the last Godzilla movie specifically, you're going to learn on this podcast that I'm a big fan of Godzilla. The <laughs> last Godzilla film specifically, I saw like five times in the theater, you know, and I'm a fan, but the convenience of having it be able to just log into my account, no matter where I'm at and just watch it again is going to be really nice. Absolutely. So let's get into it a little bit. I have uh, the list up here by month, which films are coming out. And let's just see what we got here. Okay, so I'm already behind. See, oh man, I'm already behind. <laughs> I did not hear good things about Chaos Walking. Okay, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Um, big Tom Holland fan. I do like Tom Holland, but and Doug Liman is the um, director. Hmm. But um, see, I haven't heard anything of this movie. I have honestly you know I mean? until I until I started seeing ads, and the movie is all released. And I think the coronavirus world that I personally live in right now kind of puts me under a rock in a lot of things like no, i was absolutely. telling you earlier before we even started recording i haven't even heard any of the oscar nominations and i honestly if i'm going to be honest do not even care about this year it's it's an off year for sure except i heard some good things there's some like minari i heard is very good with steven yen mm-hmm. i heard that's a very good film i'll check them out eventually i saw Mank taking over yeah oh, dude korean cinema right now man it's good but it's um phenomenal but uh, when it comes to Chaos Walking, so this film I heard about even like a few years ago. So Tom Holland, Daisy Ridley, I was excited for it. Doug Lehman, great director. And um, it went into like developmental hell. Like they had to like reshoot it. I don't know how many times they reshot this thing. But like I remember knowing like, okay, this there's no way this thing's going to turn out well. It's, it was supposed to come out like a few years ago. And that's yeah, like and the it- telltale sign when you're like, okay, it's in trouble. 
anytime anything is delayed and with reshoots, it's always yeah. It's, it's always, and that's what scares me about the Godzilla versus Kong, and it's also what scares me about the new Uncharted film. If you have been tracking that, oh my gosh, it's yeah. I mean, uh, we can be optimistic. Maybe they're doing it for the better. But yeah, of course. Yeah, anytime there's cuts, reshoots, and all that fun stuff, it usually means it wasn't that great in the in the beginning with. Yeah. But I, I try to hold off judgment until I see it. But I, I'm going to be honest. I saw the reviews for Chaos Walking. And as soon as I saw the bad Rotten Tomato score, I'm like, makes sense. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. Um, I have not seen the new Disney movie, Raya and the Last Dragon. But I hear it's really good. So I got to check that out. I, I, should, well, I, I really do need to check that out. I did want to see it. Uh, simply because it does take place with a south, uh, southern eastern influence. Yeah, and, you know me. I'm Vietnamese. That's the <laughs> south as the Asian continent goes, other than like island con- uh, countries. Uh, so I am uh, excited for that. I haven't had the opportunity. I have Disney Plus, but I haven't had the opportunity to really watch it. Um, so I think that's something that's going to be probably this week or next week that I'll check out, and maybe in a future podcast, maybe next week's I'll, I'll mention it. For sure, and obviously, how can we not talk about this? It comes out this week. Zack Snyder's justice league okay oh my goodness <laughs> now First i know all, you have a strong opinion on zexner don't you okay so it's not so much that i have a strong opinion of Zack snyder because i love man of steel okay i think he he gets superman in my opinion i think it's a great mm-hmm. representation i agree i was not a fan of the first justice league uh that's really not his fault that's why we're giving this shot uh, a second chance um, what about Batman vs Superman? Batman vs Superman wasn't a big fan of either. I, yeah. I, in all general, I'm not a big fan of the DC EU right now. I think yeah. it has potential, but I definitely think it's been rushed. It's been rushed For to sure. play catch up with Marvel, and I don't like how those films have kind of come together. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna talk about that, but first, okay, so Zack Snyder, like, I I think he's a good director. I like and I understand why he has this large fan base, kind of like a cult fan base. They're very passionate fans. They mm-hmm. can be a little mean sometimes, but you know, I, I get it. But I I do agree with what most people say. It's like s- style over substance. It's like Oh yeah. Like you watch your his films and you're like, "Well, that's pretty, but like I get nothing out of it." And that's kind of like what Batman vs Superman was. And mm-hmm. I know Zack Snyder fans like they're again, they're very passionate. So if there's any Zack Snyder fans that watch this, I already know they're not going to be very happy but like i don't know it was kind of a dull film it didn't really have a point to it that's what most of his films feel like and i i don't know i'm, I'm kind of excited because i'm gl- i'm glad that Zack snyder fans actually get their justice league film i actually think that that's cool i know that some people feel like it's dangerous because it's like they're influencing what's getting made by these outlash outlandish things they're saying but like I'm happy for him. Like, good for you. I'll watch it. I'll reserve judgment until I see it. I've heard actually kind of good things about it, so that's good. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard a, a decent amount of mixed reviews. I've actually heard more positive than negative, but I yep. think it's. I think there's a lot of hype around it. I think it's been hyped up for quite a while, uh, simply just based off of the failure of the first Justice League. I mean, I'm going to say it. It was a failure in my eyes, and I think in a lot of people's eyes. But when they used the excuse that oh, this was not the Snyder cut, this was not. Uh, a fully envisioned film that there's so much hours of footage that haven't been used. I think that gives fuel to the hype for this edition to be released. So I think I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. It is a four hour 
movie. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's four hours. Yeah, it's right? four hours. Yeah, it's like four That's, hours. I, I may not even watch it in one go. Uh, yeah. Four hours of my time is a lot of time. Uh, so I may watch it in a two-part series that I originally thought it was rumored to be a two-part series, but oh well, I'm gonna. It was it yeah, it was supposed to be like series. a. I think it was supposed to be a four-parter, but he wanted like I think a four-hour version of it, so that's what they did. I think yeah. HBO Max because like Warner Brothers, I don't think wanted to make this, and that's what we're about to get into with the DCU. Mm-hmm. I don't think Warner Brothers wants anything to do with Zack Snyder anymore. And that's the that's the thing. I as much as they don't want to, I think on the success of this film alone. Mm-hmm. They're going to want to at least entertain the Snyderverse in a way. Because when I'm listening to all these po- uh, these positive reviews of the new Snyder Cut, almost every single review says continue the Snyderverse. I mean, they're going to continue it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but are they not continuing it with the Black Adam movie? Is that yeah, not in the so... same content? Like, they can't just cut all of these future films that they've been either filming or hyping and promoting up. So I don't but... think they're totally cutting it out. Yeah, they don't Warner need Brother to. They want to be a part of it. See, that's the thing. That's the other thing as well. It's like it's, it's an HBO Max project now altogether. But um, they so they kind of like kept the DCU, but also they didn't. Like mm-hmm. I guess their films now, like Wonder Woman eighty four, the first Aquaman, even Shazam, even though it has cam kind of a Superman cameo, they're kind of like shying away from Zack Snyder's universe. But they're kind of keeping it in that universe. They have like references just in case they want to yeah. keep it in that world. And but then and but now they're making like their own things like Joker. And now now Batman. you have Matt Reeves, Matt, yeah, Matt Reeves is the Batman. And now you have the Suicide Squad, which is like a remake slash sequel. And it's yeah, just kind of confusing what they're doing. Very with confusing. It. It's very confusing when you keep half the cast and recast the other one. Exactly. You know. It's and it's just. Um, yeah, but I think you're right. I think if it's like super successful, I mean, they'll at least think about it. because also they have they're still developing the Flashpoint movie. So I'm like, yep. are they bringing these people back? Is Ezra you know, Miller still I, the Flash? Do you know the Flashpoint story? I do. Much? I don't. Well, I don't know it exactly as well. To follow but, it. Yeah, and I yeah. think, and I, this could be a stretch, but I think the Flashpoint movie itself could be their key to tying it all together. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, it's similar to Disney's. I don't know if you, I know you're not a big Disney Marvel guy. Yeah. But it's similar to how Disney's new Doctor Strange movie, The Multiverse of Madness, is going to kind of tie together. Uh, in my hopes, the X Men, Fox's X Men, all the Fox franchises, because with the acquisition, they got to introduce it somehow. Um, right. They kind of teased that when WandaVision. Not sure if you watched that. Uh, give it a shot. I know you don't like it, but if you haven't watched WandaVision, give it a shot. Uh, Fine. But I think <laughs> I think Flashpoint is DC's version of, or a DC's opportunity for them to incorporate all of these different movies into, I wouldn't say a singular in, a universe, but a way to tie them together with some kind of strain of thread, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, we'll definitely talk about that more, but it's... It, is definitely a blown opportunity from Warner Brothers altogether. I mean, it's it's just been a mess ever since. Like they made Man of Steel, and you're like, okay, I think they can go off this. And then from there, they're just like they saw the Avengers, and they're like, we got to make yep. a Justice League movie. I was about to say that the, the the fall and the faulty of the DC universe is the that they felt like they needed to catch up with Marvel. Right. They didn't have. And give credits where credits due. Marvel did a great job of establishing their universe. I mean, 
Their films fan over what, fifteen years? Yeah. Almost. Yeah. I mean, they built it versus you got your DC from Man of Steel to Justice League. It's maybe what eight years, nine years. With yeah. films being released every two years, three years, it's not like they're being yeah. constantly fed into. Uh, I give Marvel their credit for that. You know, they they were able to establish a universe, a proper one, without rushing it. Right. And before we right. move on, before we move on, since we're already talking about DC, what about James Gunn's The Suicide Squad? I believe it still comes out in August. Is that an HBO Max release? It's got to be same with the Conjuring. We'll get to that in a sec. But um, yeah, the Suicide Squad theoretical release, and I think it it should be right here. Hang on. Um, Yeah, I'll I'll watch it. Um, It's an HBO Max. I like James Gunn. You know, I love Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I think if anything, I'll watch it because I know he's tied to it. But I will say, I absolutely hated the first Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, I hated it with a passion. You know, and, I got friends that justify that love it. They justify it, and I just I cannot get my help self to fully comprehend why anyone would think that movie was a good film. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to get into details. Yeah, we won't. But, I could I could rant about. Yeah, much but like film, because but. like because like there's studio interference with that movie. Was it that the movie that David Ayers won't even make? I mean, mm-hmm. like because it was so chopped up, there was like rumors that the people who made the trailer ended up coming in to edit the film and it's like just a oh, huge mess gosh. but I, i'm excited yeah. for that that that's a film that i don't mind watching on my couch <laughs> okay. well well since we're on the topic of suicide squad have you seen the trailer for that suicide squad game it was that the one that didn't have gameplay not yet no but it's the same i, I think so it's the same creators as uh the arkham games no yeah i'm excited uh, same with that yeah. um other one i can't even remember the name of it but like i'm a huge so i'm a huge dc fan anybody listening i love dc comics i'm willing to watch any dc movie except it's kind of been a bummer because like every time i watch i'm like that's not what i wanted out of that but (laughs) but i'm a huge fan of dc so i'll always give them a shot i'm excited for the games i'm excited for the upcoming films i i i have superhero fatigue but i'm still willing Mm -hmm. to i'm still willing to watch those films yeah yeah most definitely um have you watched any of the animation animated stuff? I can't even. Some older ones, uh, not really. Like uh, I highly recommend. I mean, where DC failed with their live action universe, they are succeeding. I'm in my opinion with their animated universe. They've done a really good job of pacing those out. Uh, they're really well made. I highly enjoy those. Uh, specifically, the one that actually is part of the universe. You know, you got your justice league your batman's were all played by the same characters the animations the style is the same uh i think dc really should just take a page out of their animation book and just throw it into their live action but if you haven't seen it you don't understand what i'm talking about but yeah go on hbo max they should all be on there and watch them i'll check them out all right right, let's see do you want to talk more about godzilla versus kong i'm gonna be honest man i am i can care less (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm a big Godzilla fan. Uh, I know the last two films in that MonsterVerse universe, uh, from a film aspect, weren't all the greatest. But they were great nods to some of the traditional Japanese films that I grew up with. And I really, really enjoyed King of the Monsters. And there were times in the theater where I would geek out, like start <laughs> shaking and like shake my wife at the point and she had like, no idea what I'm shaking over. But it'd be like the original music or a twist on the original music or 
a cameo or a hint to a 1954 film, stuff like that. Uh, so I, I'm excited for Godzilla vs. Kong simply because growing up I really liked the original Godzilla vs. Kong that was made in the 60s. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously this is rumored to be the last of the Godzilla reboot in the MonsterVerse. So I'm hoping they end it off right. And uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm excited for it, but I can, I can talk for days on it. But we'll save that for another time or maybe after the film is released. Yeah, I, I'll watch it. <laughs> That's what I'll it's say. A, if anything, it's a fun watch. Don't watch it for acting, you know. Don't watch it for the human side of the story. Watch it for the monsters. Watch it for the fights. All right. Um, what about in May? I think we have... Okay, so we have Spiral from the Book of Saw. That's the Chris mm-hmm. Rock Saw movie, I believe, right? Yeah, that I was. that's interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that was a weird trailer. Do you remember that trailer? I do, and I don't know how I feel about it with Chris Rock. I'm like, it sounded like at one point he was going to like bust out like a joke, like a one-liner. But then as I'm watching, I'm like, I think he's being serious the whole time. If you would (laughs) have showed me halfway through that trailer, like just started it halfway through and I saw Chris Rock, I would have thought they were shooting a new scary movie, honestly. Like some comedy because that's out of his, I guess, forte. You know, he's a comedian. And the quality, the quality of that film looks so weird as well. I don't know. It looks like yeah, a fan-made film. Yeah, it's definitely not your traditional Saw look. Um, not that I'm a big Saw fan, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not really into the gore stuff. Uh, yeah. Unnecessary, all that, all that nasty, gushy. Uh, but, I mean, if I'm bored, I may watch it, but it's definitely not on my gotta-watch list of 2021. Yeah. Okay. What about then, Cruella? Oh, oh. That's another one. I'm not, you know, I'm, <laughs> I didn't like Maleficent. Uh, yeah. I'm not a big fan of these, this new trend of humanizing the villains. Let the villains be villains, you know? Nothing is more villainous than a chick that kills puppies for their fur. Why are we trying to make her her own little diva yeah. hero, you know? We don't yeah. have to make every alternative villain a hero now. It's and kind how of many the lines. how many of those live action films for Disney now those remakes have actually been good? I'm trying to think. I don't think Dumbo was Honestly, very good. No, I don't even see Dumbo. The Lion King was dull as hell. It's nothing like the original. Still haven't seen it. You know, really. Oof. I don't know if you remember, but when we were in college, we went and seen The Jungle Book, and that kind of was one of the first. That was a good one. Their live action, and I yep. highly enjoyed. The Jungle Book, that, and I was like thinking to myself. I remember coming out of the theater that sketchy mall we were in. Yep. I was like, man, after seeing this, I could see live action Disney picking up. This would be really cool. No, and that's the thing. I remember. Released, I don't think they've released anything great since. Yeah, Aladdin and I remember was garbage. I remember being super excited for the like live action films after Jungle oh, Book yeah. because I'm like, okay, John Favreau's awesome, so I know he was going to uh-huh. knock it out of the park. But then Cinderella was okay. That came out first. I didn't even think. know that was a live action Cinderella. Honestly, I thought that was just a rendition. And I, yeah, I believe that was Kenneth Branagh who directed that. Um, and then Aladdin came out. Aladdin was a huge Aladdin. bummer. Um, Aladdin's trash. Aladdin was trash. Mulan, I finally got to seeing. No. Absolute terrible. Yeah. It, but they, the, the problem is when they make these live action films, they take out like all the best elements. So oh, because yeah. like the, so like the the original 2d like animations they were like magical and like mm-hmm. all the magic's taken out of it it's super dull like lion king has like no life in it at all and <laughs> it's just yeah i don't know i can rant yeah. about that as well but yeah yep 
This is becoming a rant podcast yeah, we, about things that we hate. We pro- let's, we, like, let's switch we, the tone to some things that we love. Yeah, I mean, really. No, I got a good one right here for you. We both okay, love this. Okay, hit me with it. Okay, it's kind of, there's a little bit of negativity, but I'm still excited. The Conjuring. Okay. Uh, are um, you excited for The Conjuring? I am. I'm, <laughs> but I've been a, but okay. James Wan isn't directing. Oh. Yeah. Okay, James well, here's producing. my thing with The Conjuring universe. I love the main continuity films, Conjuring 1, 2, and hopefully this third one. I did not care at all for Annabelle movies. I know one of them was all right to see, but I didn't care for any of those really. I mean, they weren't like, oh, man, these are great films. Love the first Conjuring. Love the second Conjuring. The I, second, know, yeah. second I know some really people good. thought it was – a lot of people said the second was controversial. I didn't think so. I thought it was really mm. good. Um, I have high hopes for the third, but I hated – la lorena or whatever that is you know did you ever watch that no i actually didn't because i heard it was really bad yeah i, I still want to see it though because i mean watch it on your own time but don't expect too much from it it's uh not the biggest impressive i I'd, I'd definitely put it against the first better than the first annabelle but uh definitely not anywhere near as quality as your your typical ed and lorraine storyline if that makes sense yeah i got you um i'm looking here oh now this is a film i'm really excited about this got pushed back a quiet place part two yeah man when i saw that first one in the theater that that is a movie you have to see in the theater that is a movie you have to see in an imax theater yeah sound oh my god the focus of the movie obviously is sound so when you have that 3d sound environment it's so much different. You know, I didn't actually didn't even see it the first time in IMAX. Uh, the second time I saw it, they, I, I was lucky enough to catch at the local AMC. Uh, they had an IMAX replay months later. I was like, well, I got to go see that now. So I, I got to able to experience that because I don't have an IMAX theater. You know, I'm not boo-boo rich like you, Griffin. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But I, I was able to see that, and I'm glad I got to experience that. So definitely looking forward to that. That's one of those ones that if it comes out on HBO Max or whatever it comes out on, I'm not going to watch it there. I'm going to watch it in the theater first. All right. We also, in July, we have Top Gun Maverick. I'm in. I'm a huge Tom Cruise fan. I know you're not as big as a Tom Cruise fan as I am. I love Tom Cruise. <laughs> biggest know, movie man. star. Biggest movie star ever. And I don't know, man. Oh, my the, gosh. I just can't get Pat. I don't know. And there's nothing to the guy. I know the Scientology thing's weird, but I just cannot get past his acting. And people are going to hate me for this, but I feel the exact same way with Keanu Reeves. Even though I love oh. the John, even though I love the John Wick movies, I just don't like anything else that he's in. <laughs> see, the, the thing about the way I see it, the thing about action stars like Arnold Schwarzenegger, the acting like it's okay. You don't have to like focus on that. Like what they bring to the action films mm-hmm. is all I need. All I need is Tom Cruise's dedication to doing the most insane stunts. Have you um, have you heard any of the stuff about Tom Cruise while filming? Uh, the, is it the newest Mission Possible? No, I was, was about to like talk about freaking. This he was freaking out on people for not wearing masks and all that. And I mean, I get it, safety, but hey. he was like, "You get off my studio, or I'm gonna fire you." This da-da-da. man, this man. Is one of our last hopes of great cinema with action films. <laughs> okay, <laughs> if he wa- he wants to make sure that film gets made, so I don't care what people think about masks. Wear the mask and let him do a stunt in IMAX. Okay, 
Like, let the man do, like, his stunts. And that's another thing. I also heard with uh, Mission Impossible, it's no longer a two-parter. They were going to shoot them back-to-back, but because of the pandemic. or That's, or oh, that's it's, another one of those I films think, that's had a bunch of reshoots. Yeah, but I, I trust no. I trust McQuarrie, who's, who did uh, Rogue Nation and, um, what's the last one, Fallout. I trust mm-hmm. him. But okay. um, I love See, you're not as big a fan of Mission Impossible, which is crazy. I have yeah, to get – have, have you seen them? I haven't even seen. I've seen like oh. one. Okay. So I, maybe I'll give it another shot. But to like our I said, one or I two listeners. Tom Cruise on the full, if I see Tom Cruise on the lineup, I'm already kind of turned off. That's really do, disappointing. I mean, do you have any actors like that? Do you have anybody that you see and it's like, oh. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. I mean, Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, definitely Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, no, oh, but, gosh. The train wreck that is. I'm still scarred by Lucy. Still scarred. Yeah. I have to somehow get you to like Mission Impossible because those are like the best action films out right now. Right, right next to John Wick, those it's like Mission Impossible, James Bond, of course. It's like American oh, version. James, James Bond. Bond. I love me. I love me. What about that? Seven. What about that though? No Time to Die. That was supposed to come out la- right, right during the pandemic. I think in the mm-hmm. spring it was supposed to come out. Might as well just release it on HBO Max. That's what I'm saying. Although it's not I don't even Netflix. know I, who's the studio behind the 007s. Um, now this is um, it was. I'm trying to think because it's a new studio. I think it's Anna Spur or whatever it's called. And, I and don't even know what that is. I'm gonna be honest with you. You don't know? Okay. Uh-uh. But um, yeah, I think they had a new deal with another studio, MGM. Huh. And uh, so yeah, they have a new partner. There's and been so many, there's been so many acquisitions. Uh, I don't even know who owns who anymore. Disney owns like everything. I know. So. Oh, that's yeah. disappointing. But um, yeah, no, I'm really excited because Kerry Fukunaga is directing that movie, and hmm. the first season of True Detective is amazing. Um, his movie Beast of No Nation, I think that, that was that like Netflix's first film. That's a really good movie. Was it really? I I think that's their one of their first films or their first film they made was Kerry Fukunaga's Beast of No Nation, and yeah, so I love Kerry Fukunaga. I'm excited for um that movie and it's just been pushed back it's at this point i don't even need to see it in a theater anymore hmm. yeah i could see that but anyway uh you want to move topics out of movies i know we've been going down the list but i wanted to ask you talk about okay, so we talk ahead. about we talk about video games a lot yeah i was about to say we, we um, love video games and we both we're both busy in our personal lives but have you been playing anything new recently Honestly, nothing new, but I have started uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake, which I am enjoying. That's a great game. That's an awesome. Did, game. did you play the remake? Yes, I did. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I was someone that raised on Final Fantasy on PlayStation One, so I was really excited when they made the the remake. I never got around to buying it, but it was free for PlayStation this month. Uh, PS Plus. Yeah, so I, I saw like, that. Oh, shoot, I got to hop on that, so I downloaded that. So I'm enjoying that. Uh, I've been in this weird phase of buying games, playing them, but not finishing them. <laughs> I've never been like that, but I don't know what it is recently. I started Hellblade, uh, Sinuous Sacrifice. Beautiful game. Game you got to play with headphones. Uh, I think you would enjoy that a lot. It's very cinematic, very story-driven. Uh, I've been playing Call of Duty every now and then. That's a good just stress reliever, but... I think what's turned me off of games right now specifically is I want a PS5 so badly. Yeah. And I don't want to buy these games that I want to play on it right now. Even though they're available for PS4, I don't want to buy games that I want on the PS5. 
Right. If that makes sense. Because I did that with Spider-Man Miles Morales, and I felt really disappointed because I beat the game in two days. And I was like, wow, I could have enjoyed this on a PS5, which you can't even find anywhere. Dude, it's stressing me out because, okay, here's the big thing. For anybody who's, like, about to become a fan of our podcast, (laughs) (laughs) I'm a diehard Resident Evil fan. You love Resident Evil as well. I'm not playing it on a PlayStation 4. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I'm stressing out here. I'm thinking, like, I need a PlayStation 5 because I need to play it on the PlayStation 5. I got, like, two more months before it comes out. (laughs) It's not even just PlayStation. uh, It's not even just Resident Evil. I'm excited for Resident Evil. But I'm also excited for Horizon 2 and God of War 2. Those two games I I absolutely have to enjoy on the PS5, you know. And I wish, and this sounds a little selfish to people who don't have a PS5 or can't get one, but I wish they would make games like Resident Evil, Horizon, God of War 2, only PS5, because it's going to drive the demand up. If they continue to make these great games that are going to be for PS4 and PS5, people are just going to be comfortable with just playing it on PS4, which ultimately is going to lose the demand to buy a PS5, which is going to lose the demand behind the production of the PS5. You know, eventually it's going to get that way. They're going to stop making PS4 games, but there's just so many great games that they've been advertising for the PS5 that are like 10 bucks cheaper you can buy on the PS4. To the average gamer... Uh, to the average, not gamer, to the average person who doesn't really game a lot, they're not even going to care about the difference. Oh, man. And we, you check out that trailer for Deathloop? That freaking game looks amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is like Dishonored on steroids, dude. Just, I've been so butthurt about some of these games uh, <laughs> ever since Cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah, I never even got it. But the fact that it was so, I guess, rushed to the point yeah. that they were getting refunding people even at GameStop where they're known to rip you off. I've been so hesitant. And that was a game I was actually very excited for until it was released. Now I don't even want to touch it. So yeah. <laughs> Looking what else comes out. Um it should be a what? slow start. It's been a slow start for PlayStation 5 though. But that's expected. Rumor of the Switch Pro, did you see that? Yeah, I did see that rumor. Yeah, bigger we're screen, also, a little faster processing. We're also huge Switch fans. Probably one of the greatest oh, yeah. consoles ever created. And I've been getting into RPGs and playing a lot of RPGs on the Switch. Um, Fire Emblem. I got Skyrim for the Switch. Okay, um, okay. What's the other big one I've been playing? I, I still have to beat Persona on PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. Great. That's a Dude, great game. you got to get Little Nightmares. Dude, I was thinking about get, buying that. It's a great game. That that looks like a great game. That's another game. one of those games that I started and still haven't finished, but I really love that side-scroller horror. Uh, the graphics are very clean, and it's just kind of – it's an enjoyable game that gives you that rush but also peace in some moments as well. I um, I actually just replayed the original Bioshock the first time since nice, the 360 nice. version, and it's still an awesome game. Oh, my goodness. I have, I have that remake. I never, I'm not going to touch 2 again, but – Two I did beat the the first one last year, I think, or two years ago when I bought the the remake. And that was uh, the first I, time. That was the first time you played it, right? No, no, I played Bioshock. Oh, okay. Yeah, I played Bioshock when I was on um, Xbox 360 days. Yeah. Um. So. Wait, was it Xbox or PlayStation? It was 360. Remember. I had it on a 360. Was it on a 360? Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, I hadn't played the third one, which I was like halfway through. I kind of paused on that one as well. 
it's enjoyable. It definitely doesn't give me the exact same feel. Uh, I've heard too many bad things about the second ones that I haven't even touched it. So. Oh, yeah. I think I told you about that. I mean, you play as a big daddy. It's not that interesting. The third one's pretty good. but I heard a, re- a rumor of a fourth one. Yeah, I did. I've heard that too. I mean, no, no development that I know of, but could be interesting. I really got to get myself, as much as I'm a PlayStation guy now, I do want to get a play, uh, Xbox eventually just because Halo. I'm seeing so much Halo stuff. and I'm, Oh, I, yeah. I grew up on Halo. Me I too. I love Halo. Me too. I just can't muscle myself to buy a whole system for one game because I know if I get an Xbox, I'll only play Halo, and that's about it. But that being said, Xbox just did acquire Bethesda, so... Xbox required like we Bethesda. Can, we can see games like uh, Skyrim and stuff like that. Elder Scrolls being exclusives on Xbox. Which is Wait, weird. Is it? Are you serious? This is yeah. the first time I'm hearing about this. Oh no! They that was news a couple days ago. They acquired the entire studio. So I know is that why Bethesda, is that why Bethesda had like this trailer where they're like patting themselves on the back of all the games they made? Was this like yep. a deal they made? Okay. Yep. Yep. I think Fallout is going to be a xbox exclusive i may be wrong don't quote me on it but that's what i've heard i've never been a big fallout game anyway so it's not a big deal i am kind of bummed about elder scrolls if they that's a big bummer that's a big bummer bummer. but that being said i'm hoping by then i'll have my pc built because we all know all xbox games eventually become pc platformers so uh, the options always there that kind of bums me out dude to be honest with you like I'm going to have to get an Xbox because I love Halo as well. And if you're telling me I have to play Elder Scrolls on there, I mean, I'm going to have to get the next Elder Scrolls game. Oh, yeah. So, on that, yeah, that's a bummer. Thanks, man. You're welcome. Um, what about the, Have you seen this trailer for this Kena Bridge of Spirits? No, I mean, I, it sounds familiar, but I've never, never even it looks, seen it. It's like one of those cartoonish-looking games, and it looks like Jack and Daxter. And that's one of my upcoming games I want for the PlayStation 5 as well. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. um, Ratchet and Clank, dude. Yes, I don't even know that. I think that comes out this year as well. Yeah, I think so too. They kind of hyped that up. I think that one actually is only a PlayStation Five exclusive. I believe so. I think Ratchet and Clank. They, they, they promoted a lot with that game about how the PlayStation Five is the only system that can handle its seamless loading times or something like that. So that's going to be one of those games that I think are only for PS Five. So. I don't know. I got a baby on the way, so as much as I talk about having to want all these games, uh, <laughs> yeah, expenses I know. are going to be very limited. So we'll see. It's One just a baby. It's just a baby. <laughs> just a whole twenty to twenty-five year life commitment. But yeah, I don't know. I'm excited, but that's going into personal life. We're not here to talk personal. We're here to talk about exactly, stuff. exactly. Um, anyway. So before we finish up, anything else we're missing here? Because I, I, I want to talk about I want to talk about um, things we're going to do in the future. Because this is the first yeah, episode, for sure, and for sure, yeah. Uh, go ahead, tell tell the audience. You know, we're talking we're talking one on one to each other, but you know, people are potentially listening to this, and that's a really cool concept. I'm spe- I'm expecting millions of people to watch just by next millions. episode. One hundred percent. But um, we're going to be on the Joe Rogan show. One hundred percent. But um, okay, so. This main podcast we have, Geek Runner, we just kind of wanted to set up a podcast where we were talking to one another 
about things we love. We do this all the time anyway. It's and he, you know, not to, again. We don't want to get into personal stuff, but he doesn't live close to me right now, mm-hmm. and neither does our other friend Matt Slack. He'll be on our podcast either next episode, or the episode after. Yeah, he'll actually be making our intro music eventually. Hopefully, yeah. Slack, you if you're listening to this, get on it. Yep. So you guys will meet Matt Slack. Um, but what we want to do is. First of all, with the, with the podcast, we want to set it up when it's more organized. This was just to get the ball rolling. Oh, yeah. You know, we want to break down news for you guys with movies, television, video games. We'll get into more lists about, like, our personal favorites of movies and games and mm-hmm. um, more upcoming games and movies. And, um, you know, we're fans of comics. Um, I love reading. I love manga. I'm not going to be ashamed of that. We'll talk about all oh, kinds yeah. of stuff. We'll There's talk about be ashamed of, dude. Oh, I know this. This is a safe space for get geeks, okay? Oh yeah. But um, what we'd like to do eventually, right now, you know, baby steps as Wall says, we'd like to create a channel where we do streaming, live streaming for games. We do movie reviews, and you know oh, that yeah. will all come in the future. We're not going to worry too much about that right now. Yeah, like a, yeah, baby steps, baby steps. But you know, I think those baby steps can start sprinting. Very, very soon. I think even by the end of this year, we may even start that video side of this podcast. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we have the gear. We just need the time. Absolutely. And if that's if you guys start following us and telling more people about us, we'll be able to get the ball rolling on all the video stuff and all the cool content on YouTube, maybe. That's true. That's true. As for now, the podcast will be on Spotify that I know of. Uh, I think Apple Music as well or Apple Podcasts, whatever that is called. I use Spotify for my podcast. Uh, so if you are, just give our channel a follow if you enjoy this. Uh, and then, you know, eventually we'll start some social media sites and you can give us some suggestions to talk about. But for now, like I said, baby steps. We're just going to be focused on putting out content weekly, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, so uh, what's today, Tuesday? Yeah. Yes, Tuesday, I believe. Today is Tuesday. By the time I'm done editing all this fun stuff, uh, let's let's focus on maybe dropping it every Thursday of the week. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how life takes us. All right. Anything else? Alrighty. No, that's it. Uh, my name is Wa. And I'm Griffin. And this has been Geek Runner. Geek Runner.